Hello, my friends. Welcome. This is the Joe Martino Show. My name is Joe, and today, what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm about to let a little secret out of the bag. I record this portion after I record the main portion. Today, we were going to talk about self-construct view versus others' construct view and how we need to balance them. Instead, we're going to talk about personal responsibility. Let's kick it off. This is the Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. I'd like to talk to you today about two ways that we construct our identity, and we need to be cognizant of both of them. And especially if you're raising boys, if you're a man, if you're married to a man, uh, if you are in a relationship with a man, I, I think that there is a danger for men because we're taught not to handle emotions. I, I think we're getting a little bit better than that at that in society, but we're taught not to handle emotions that are strong and uh, what, what happens is we start to form our identity out of just one of these boxes rather than a balance of boxes. And, and so this is important. Um, I do want to address an email that was sent to me uh, about last week's episode of your monsters being or your problems being monsters. And one quick email about avoiding crid. Before I do that, I want to remind you to vote. New music, old music. A friend of mine made some new music and if I'm really honest, I'm not sure what I think of it. And so I decided to do the democratic thing and go to the people, which is you, to get your votes. So let me know. You can email me. You can Facebook me. Had one person snap me. I have to be honest, I had no idea uh, what they were talking about. They, they sent me a snap and they were like, you know, their vote. And I wrote back, I'm like, I, I don't hear any music. Um, so I imagine they had a good laugh at my expense, which is fine. Probably not the first, definitely not the last. Uh, maybe I could say probably not the last, definitely not the first. I don't know. But... Uh, there is um, that, so please make sure you do that. And uh, one person wrote in and said, okay, Joe, I have a question. Uh, essentially, here's their question. What do we do with problems that really are monsters? Uh, and so one of the things that I want to um, address there is the, the idea that there are going to be problems that are really big, but monsters tend to have a life of their own. And one of the things that we want to constantly be doing is working to diminish the, the power that a monster could have over us, the power that a monster could create over us. And so, you know, when you make them into monsters, what happens is it becomes something that we, that then becomes a reason to be stuck. Okay, and then someone wrote in and essentially asked me, if you haven't heard this episode, episode one, I don't remember the number, to be honest with you. I think it's 145, Avoid Crid, uh, which is Cranial Rectum Inversion Disorder. Someone wrote in and said that they did not feel that that was an appropriate title and that it was name-calling uh, and, quote, a little bit bullying. And uh, I got to say, I, I didn't really view it as that. Um, it was said somewhat tongue-in-cheek. And it was also said, uh, as, as there is a legitimate, I, I feel there's a legitimate concern that as a, as a people, we tend to run on just feelings. We don't really do critical thinking. We need to embrace critical thinking. And when we're running off feelings, we might get crid. And so I'm, I really am sorry if you're offended. I, I, think, I think we need to consider what it means to be offended and what responsibilities are for people 
One of the things that um, I just don't understand is if you offend me, I'm you're responsible to change no matter what. And maybe, just maybe, I have to change. In fact, I want to do it. In fact, you know what? We're not going to do the self-construct uh, podcast today or, or the others construct. We're, we might work it into this. Let's talk about personal responsibility. Maybe I have a personal responsibility to work through why I'm offended. And maybe I have a personal responsibility to tolerate being offended a little bit. Uh, I've been having a, a fun discussion with my teacher friends, with my administrator friends, about ways that I feel we can improve the school experience. And one of them is I think we ought to outfit every school with cameras uh, and microphones, but no speakers. So that at any given point, I could log in and you'd have to have a login and, you know, a data system that would record it. And I could log into my daughter's classes and I could watch the class, hear what the teacher is saying, hear what the other students are saying. I could hear what's going on in the classroom at any given point. Uh, if you think police ought to, police officers ought to wear body cams, I don't know how you could be against this idea. Because the argument I hear about body cams for police officers, which, by the way, I think they should wear, is, well, what do you have to hide? And so my question then, if you're against this idea, is what do you have to hide? And so I'm talking with uh, some of my administrator friends. Almost all of them are overwhelmingly in support of it uh, once we get talking. And almost all of my teacher friends are overwhelmingly against it. And, and some of them, two of them even said to me, I, I just find the idea offensive that you think you need to watch what's going on in your student's classroom. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you're offended, but personal responsibility would say you need to ask yourself why. Why are you offended? What, what could come out of that that would work against you? Well, people could take things out of context. Okay, that's honestly, I can't argue that. That's true. That is a fear for the police officers that, that you know, some major news network, MMMNN, we'll, we'll call it that so that we're not, you know, uh, offending anybody or, or singling anybody out, but some news network could you know, take a seven second snippet and play it out of context and it would create an uproar. And that's fine. I get that that could happen, but that's, so we come up with a system around that where we keep all the footage for a while. Well, there'd be an awful lot of footage. No, not, not really, because you could delete the overnight footage. You could set the cameras to turn on, turn off. We could make this work. And I think it would be a great idea. I am very pro-teacher. I am also very pro-education. I am also very pro. We need to be evolving and changing. We need to be moving forward. We need to be progressing in how we do things. And school is one of the major areas where we need to progress in how we're doing it. We've created some levels of accountability, which I tend to think are silly. Um, I, I don't find them to be very effective. Certain government policies put in place by, by people who aren't really measuring things that I think matter to most parents. And, and so this is a great thing. And when somebody says to me, well, I'm offended by the idea. Awesome. That's great. Like, like, it's not that I'm setting out to offend you, but it's great that you're offended and that you can articulate that because a lot of people can't articulate when they're offended. But then here's the question. What is your personal responsibility when you're offended? Serious question. What is your personal responsibility when you're offended? For that matter, what's your personal responsibility with anything? Literally anything. Uh, well, my parents weren't very good parents. Okay, what's your personal responsibility? My husband isn't a good husband. Okay, what's your personal responsibility? My wife isn't a good wife. Okay, what's your personal responsibility? When you lean into whatever it is that's going on, what is your personal responsibility? One of the themes that I hear on repeat from people who are in leadership, who are 
business leaders, team leaders in a business. It's, it's constantly this theme of, I don't feel like anybody feels like they have a personal responsibility anymore. I don't feel like anybody has a responsibility to do what is necessary in, in their life if they have some other thing that happened to them that isn't going well. What is the personal responsibility that you have to shape your own life? What is the personal responsibility that you have to interact with people? What is the personal responsibility that you have? It doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, I have conversations with people all the time and, and there are times where what they're saying is just, it, it's, it's bananas to me. I'm like, what, what are you saying? I don't even, like, I don't even understand what you're saying and I don't agree with what you're doing. I might have a personal responsibility to say that I don't have a personal responsibility to stop you from doing it. Well, what if your friend does something that you don't agree with or someone does something that hurts you or someone is gaslighting you? What's your personal responsibility? We've created a culture where if you're offended, that's the highest place that you can be. And, And we talked a couple weeks ago about it's okay to be angry. It's okay to engage in anger. But what does it mean when we talk about personal responsibility? What's your personal responsibility? This starts with a conversation about what are your expectations about life. So one of the expectations that I think we should have about life is that it's going to be hard, that we're going to have to create the life that we want, and that will be a challenge. I was talking to somebody one time, ran into him, I think at the grocery store, it might have been the gas station, and, I, and I, I've known this person, our, our lives intersect in quite a few different places, and, and got fired from a job. And I was like, because I, and I didn't know. I was like, hey, how's, how's, how's the new job? Oh, well, I'm not there anymore. Oh, well, why not? Oh, well, they didn't like me and, da, 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 and this and that and this and that. And you know what? That happens. There are places where you work and it just isn't a good fit. But what was interesting was all of the comments were about how the place was bad. And, and I said, well, but the reality, I didn't say this. I thought this because I didn't say it. Again, I don't think I have the personal responsibility to say it, but I did think in my head, well, I've known you long enough. Literally every job you've had, you have left under a cloud. And so last week I was talking to a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I said, the problem is when we, when we only focus outwardly on other people's responsibility, we end up being at a place where, well, okay, leaving is the only option because we can't change other people. And so as we lean into the life of trying to change other people and we realize we can't, what happens is we end up in an issue of distress and so we leave. And the problem with that is wherever you go, you take yourself. And my friend was like, well, I don't know because we had to move my son out of a school. I was like, you know what? I get that. And and it was a toxic environment. So I'm not... Because here's the thing, remember remember cognitive distortions. We don't want to get caught in all or nothing thinking. And, and so the question then is, what's your responsibility if you're meeting those responsibilities and you're still in a level of toxicity, maybe it is time to leave. On the other side of it, if you've left eight, nine jobs or three jobs in two years under duress, you might want to look at yourself. Because here's my assumption. I'm the only person that I control with the mistakes going on in my life, with the difficulties going on in my life, with the challenges going on in my life. I'm the only person that I control. I cannot control the other people in my life. Uh, Lindsay, who does the the intro uh, on my podcast and the outro, uh, she works for me. I'm just going to pick on her. Uh, I don't think she listens to this, so... 
Um, she might not ever know that I'm picking on her, so don't tell her. Uh, but I mean, let's just say that she's doing something. I don't even know what she would do because she's actually a really good employee. But let's just say that she's doing something that I, that I think is a problem. I only control me. I can't make her change. I could ask her to change. I could encourage her to change. I could say, hey, how could I help support you and change? But I can't make her change. My wife uh, can't make me change. She can help me change. She can, she can help support me and change. And so if you can't do that, then you have to step back and ask yourself, what is my personal responsibility in this? How much am I willing to be uh, inconvenienced by other people? How much am I willing to be distressed by my relationships with other people. I do not assume that I'll get along with everybody. But the people that I don't get along with, how much is my responsibility to get along with them? Someone once wrote that as much as is possible, live at peace with everybody. Well, what does that mean? That means that you control how much peace you give to other people and how much peace you live in with other people. I I talked about this in the past you're not going to get along with everyone. You're not going to like everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. But I do have a personal responsibility to be kind to everyone. But kindness is not the same as niceness. We talked about that in a previous episode. But if I want my life to be different, I have to assume 100% responsibility for my own life. I have to start and end there. I have to start with 100% responsibility. If my relationships are not what I want them to be, I have to start with 100% ownership of my involvement in the relationship. And and I I see this regularly with couples. They come in and the first probably eight sessions we're talking about, okay, well, what are your values? What are the things that need to happen in your relationship for your relationship to get better? They invariably involve the other person making changes. In fact, one of my favorite discussions to have with couples, in fact, I've got some some sessions today that I'm going to discuss this. What does it mean to give trust if trust isn't earned? In fact, I don't think trust is ever earned. I always think it's given. I think a person proves himself trustworthy or not trustworthy. But the, the first step is giving trust, not, you can't earn trust. I can always add something to it. And invariably people disagree with me and invariably they say, okay, well, what could your spouse do to earn your trust? And, and a lot of times the spouse is like, well, I've, I've done a lot of that. And then the person like, well, yeah, but this. So for instance, let's just run this out for a minute. Let's say that John and Sally are married. John cheats on Sally one time. And so now he's broken trust. And he spends the next six months, a year, 12 months, 18 months, whatever, doing everything that he says he will do. He proves himself trustworthy over 18 months, two years, three years, five years. I don't care what the number is. How long does he have to go until he's earned the trust? And people are like, well, I don't really have a number. Well, then it's not earned because earned implies a level of, there, there is a, there's an, there's an end. Like I've got some kids that want to come do some work in one of my pastures and we're going to bury some tires for my goats. And so there is a price that I'm going to pay per tire. So they've got to put all four tires in the ground. When they do that, they've completed their project. They have earned the price that we agreed upon. I have a personal responsibility to give trust judiciously. In other words, I have a personal responsibility to not give everyone my trust, but I also have a personal responsibility to see not just what people are, but what they could be. And to gently, when it's appropriate, push them that way. And this is where offense comes in, because if I'm just worried about offending people or not offending them, 
I'm probably not going to push them for growth. But if I just, I'm like, I don't care if I offend them ever, then I'm probably not going to push them to growth either because I have to live in that tension of I'm not going to get along with everybody. Uh, one of the things that, that I just went on a trip with some friends and we were talking about some things. One thing we were talking about is in my field, there are people that shouldn't be counselors. They're just not very good at it. There are people in every field that shouldn't be in the field, and we don't know what to do with that because we're set up in a system that can't tell them that. For instance, uh, right now I've got a handful of soon-to-be graduates that are not sure they want to progress into the field that they went to school for. And part of that is, is because we actually do the practice of the field after they've put three and a half years of school in or three years of school in. And then they do it and they're like, oh, I don't like this. And, and I was saying to one of them, I was like, we have to figure out a way to put it at the beginning. Some level of like an internship, student teaching type experience at the beginning. I realize you couldn't teach or do much in an internship before you went to school. But we need to figure out a way to allow people to experience what they're doing or going to be doing before they invest three years and thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars into the event. What's your personal responsibility, though, when you get done? What's your personal responsibility when life gets hard and it's not what you thought it would be? What's your personal responsibility? You have a personal responsibility for your own growth. If you've not progressed in the last five years and you're an adult, you can't look at anybody else. I don't, you might get mad at me, but I'm just telling you, you cannot look at anyone else. It's your responsibility. I'm too busy right now. I hate that. I hate that. When people say, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm just so busy. He's just so busy. And we wear it like a badge. Like somehow being busy is also meaningful. But who's responsible for me being too busy? Me. Not my wife, not my company, not my practice, not my employees, not my clients, not my business clients, not my friends. Me. I'm responsible for it. And I've got to figure what to cut out. In fact, I'm too busy and I already volunteered to do something starting in the fall. And so I've got I've really got to figure this out. I've got to carve out some time. Uh, I said to you a couple of weeks ago that I'd been doing some writing and it was good and it was, but I haven't found the time to get away from everything else that I'm doing to write since then. I haven't written very much at all since then. And, and who's responsible for that? Me. So, so here's, where, here's what I'm suggesting today. You and I are 100% responsible for our own lives. If you were given challenges that I wasn't, or if I was given challenges that you weren't, that doesn't change your responsibility or my responsibility to grow. If you have someone you're working with and they're not pulling their weight, you're responsible to encourage that. They're responsible to pull their own weight. You're responsible to encourage it. If you have a relationship that isn't where you want it to be, there is some of that relationship that you are 100% responsible for and you have to examine that more than you examine the other person to start. You are responsible for all of your health that isn't biological, right? So I, I know people that, I, I know a guy that was, that was born, uh, he doesn't have a right hand, maybe a left hand, I don't remember. But he does, the, the hand just never grew. He's not responsible for that. But he's responsible for his health. You're responsible for how you spend your time. No, Joe, I got to go to work. Actually, no, you don't. Well, then I won't have us. Okay, yep, but, but you're responsible for where you work. If you don't like it, change, it's okay. And it's hard, like it's hard for the employer, it could be hard for you, I get it. But you're responsible for your life. 
You start there. You're responsible for your health. You're responsible for your relationships. You're responsible for where you spend your time. You're responsible for how you spend your time. You're responsible for what you do with the adversity that is sent to you. Always. If you want to affect change in this world, you have to take responsibility for that change. So my question for you is this. What do you want your world to look like? The world that you live in, your circle. I'm not talking about like it doesn't have to be far flung. Literally the world that you live in. Just make a little list. Your spouse, your children, your friends, your parents. What do you want those relationships to look like? What do you want your work world to look like? What do you want your health world to look like? And then what are you doing to create that? What level of responsibility are you, are you assuming are you taking upon yourself to get that done? Now, here's the thing. I cannot take responsibility for what my wife does. I'd even argue that I can't take much responsibility for what my children do as they get older. I can only take responsibility for how I interacted with them for how I parented them, for how I loved them. But my life, I have to take responsibility for. So make a list of what you want the world to look like. Do you want to improve your reading? Like you want to read more in a year? Do you want to uh, hang out with more people? Do you want to get healthier? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to write a book? What do you want to do? And then write it out. And then, and then answer this question. What am I doing that reflects I am taking ownership of these things. And if, is that answer adequate? And if not, what changes would I make? So what's the world that I want it to look like? What, what am what I doing? What would be my responsibility in facilitating that? And am I doing those things or not? What's your personal responsibility? Oh, I was offended by that person. Oh, okay, what's your personal responsibility? I offended that person. Okay, what's your personal responsibility? I don't agree with that person. Okay, fine. What's your personal responsibility? What is your responsibility? That's the question. Be responsible. Seriously. Own your life. And tell me what happens. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.